webinar speaker series hosted by the Center for Business and the Environment at, the, at Yale and MIT Energy Club. My name is Joseph Tang and I'll be your host for this afternoon's presentation titled Community Power Works, How Seattle is Creating Jobs and Saving Energy. We would first like to acknowledge the Emily, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation for their funding support of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series at Yale. First, a word about our speaker series. The Yale Center for Business and the Environment and MIT Energy Club are pleased to present the fourth annual installment of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series, Blueprint for Efficiency. This series of public webinars will feature the latest developments in energy efficiency policy, investment, technology, and community engagement, with a special focus on the Department of Energy's Better Buildings program. In today's talk, we will be discussing how the diverse and forward-thinking city of Seattle is helping its residents save energy. Community PowerWorks is a neighborhood program in central and southeast Seattle that will make energy efficiency improvements in energy efficiency improvements to buildings in six sectors, ranging from single-family homes to large commercial buildings. To drive demand for these retrofits, Seattle is implementing and testing a variety of innovative strategies, including a carbon reduction incentive fund, the use of third-party incentives to nonprofits and community organizations, an IT platform that helps walk homeowners through the retrofit process, a flexible service model, and a full service model. Our speaker, Adam Buick, is the grant coordinator for, the, for Community Power Works with the Office of Sustainability and Environment at the City of Seattle. Before joining the city, city of Seattle, Adam worked with King County on developing a guidance document for quantifying and mitigating the climate impacts of projects and policies through the State Environmental Policy Act. Adam also developed a sustainability indicators report for the City of Issaquah that measured progress towards their sustainability goals. At the City of Seattle, Adam is managing an ongoing program evaluations and data collection in partnership with the Washington State University Energy Extension Program. He received his Master's of Public Administration from the Evans School of Public Affairs at the University of Washington, where he studied environmental policy and policy analysis. Lastly, we would like to remind our listeners that we welcome any questions you might have. Please type them directly into the GoToMeeting chat window, and we will direct them to Adam at the conclusion of his talk. Please welcome Adam Buick to Blueprint for Efficiency. So the title of this presentation, as just mentioned, is Community Power Works, How Seattle is Creating Jobs and Saving Energy. Um, so I'm going to be talking, uh, give you a brief overview of our program and then launch into some of the specifics. One second. There we go. So um, Community Power Works is a $20 million, um, is, is funded by a $20 million Department of Energy Better Buildings Grants. Um, we're one of 41 state and local government leaders to receive the grant. Um, to expand a bit on what Joseph said, the Better Buildings program improves homes, offices, hospitals, schools, and other types of buildings across the nation by using energy efficiency technology, products, and tools. Um, $508 million in federal funding has allowed 41 state and local government leaders to expand the building improvement industry and pave the way for a cleaner energy future. Um, the City of Seattle is, as I mentioned, one of those grantees. So Community Power Works is a neighborhood building upgrade program to achieve deep energy savings and create jobs in the city of Seattle. Um, we have three, many goals, but three key goals. Um, one being driving demand for energy efficiency in six building sectors. Those sectors being single family, um, multifamily, small commercial, which is restaurants, corner stores, grocery stores, and cold storage facilities large commercial buildings, hospitals, and our own municipal buildings here in the city. Um, we're looking to create and retain up to 2,000 living wage green jobs through this program and achieve 15% to up to 45% energy savings per building upgraded. 
So Community Power Works, um, we, it's a pilot program, so it does not cover the entire city of Seattle. We've selected central and southeast Seattle to focus our program for energy efficiency upgrades. Um, this is the area of Seattle that we've selected um, is the most diverse by income, the most income and racially diverse um, area of the city. Um, to give you just some demographics, um, it's 49% white, 18% black or African American, 1% American Indian, 23% um, Asian, and 1% Native Hawaiian, another Pacific Islander. Um, so it is, again, by far the most diverse region in the city. So we have targets for each sector. Um, I'll just run through uh, briefly what we're trying to accomplish. Um, if you look in the far right column where it says percent upgrade, um, you can see that we're really looking to achieve, um, achieve some very deep uh, retrofits, um, not only with the specific energy savings in the building, but within the building stock in the Community Power Works neighborhood. In the single-family residential sector, we're looking to upgrade 2,000 homes, um, which is 12% of the building stock, um, upgrade 270 multifamily buildings, which is 26% of the building stock, upgrade 120 small commercial buildings, 28%. Large commercial, we're looking to do 15 buildings, which is 12%. Hospitals, we're targeting four. All are participating, um, so we will be uh, retrofitting 100% of them. Municipal facilities, we've targeted 14, and we will be upgrading those 14 buildings. Um, so to start, I'm going to talk about Community Power Works for Home, which is our single-family residential program. Um, we launched last, um, two weeks ago, actually, on April 19th, publicly launched. Um, and we have folks coming through the program already. And I believe we have uh, one retrofit completed to date. So still the beginning of the program, but it's moving along. So the residential program structure. Um, the city of Seattle manages uh, the grant. We have um, a program manager here at the city, and we also have a residential program manager. So under those, we have three, well, three main folks that, um, that we work with. The first being Washington State University Energy Extension Program. Um, Washington State University is collecting data and aggregating all data for the Department of Energy, as well as conducting ongoing program evaluations of our, of our program. So they have um, interviewed all stakeholders in the program, or at least as many as they could in three months, and um, will be providing us with kind of a baseline of what all of our stakeholders' goals in the program are so we can make sure that we're achieving them over the next two years. Um, Contractor support is really the other piece that we that we're that we're really running and driving here at the city. Um, with Green for All, the city has conducted a gaps analysis to identify areas where contractors have or need support services in the target area. Um, we've hired a, a contractor and workforce liaison to work with quality training providers and provide ongoing support to contractors participating in the program and looking to participate in the program in the future. So our, under the city of Seattle, we have a fund manager who is also one of our program managers, and that's Enterprise Cascadia. And they are a community development, um, they're a community development funding institution. Um, they are a nonprofit, and as a result, the mission of their organization is not driven by profit. It is driven by um, helping build the assets of the folks that they loan to. 
So under them, we have a home coordinator who is coordinating anything from customer intake forms to quality assurance to make sure the job is done right and just making sure that the flow of our program is um, happening correctly. And then under them, we have Community PowerWorks delivery partners. Um, and those are folks who are providing um, a suite of services from initial outreach all the way through to um, test out audits. So customers are working with one um, with one group instead of dealing with, say, many people to get a retrofit of their home. So I will go into a bit more detail um, about those uh, their roles in a little bit. So as I mentioned earlier, Community Power works for home. Um, we we're looking to complete 2,000 home upgrades by June of 2013, which is the end of the grant period. We want to create shared prosperity and broad community access to jobs and upgrades. We want to reduce the cost of upgrades with new incentives and rebates. Um, those rebates include those some from Puget Sound Energy and Seattle City Light, which are local utilities. And also, um, which we feel is one of the most innovative pieces of our program, is our carbon reduction incentive that we're giving to homeowners. Um, we're also looking to create affordable financing mechanisms for ho home upgrades. As I mentioned, um, we are giving affordable loans through our through nonprofit community development financial institution partner, Enterprise Cascadia. So a basic home upgrade. I'm sure that all of you are familiar with this. Um, program components are outreach to a homeowner. A homeowner is interested in community power works. Um, they get a home energy assessment. The city of Seattle uses Earth Advantage's energy performance score um, for home energy assessments. Um, the customers get a home energy upgrade by a qualified contractor um, and then have a third party post assessment. Um, and post-assessment uh, quality assurance, quality control. And by that, we mean not only checking that the measures that were supposed to be installed were installed, but homeowners get a second energy performance score to show how their home is performing and really see the true energy and car energy savings and carbon reductions of their upgrade. So we have two delivery models that we are testing in our program, one being full service and one being flexible service. So. I mentioned earlier that we have delivery partners that are working with um, that are working with homeowners throughout the, the entire process, and we're calling that a, that's a very high touch um, uh, delivery process. So I'll go through that first. So there's outreach brings homeowners into the program. You know we have outreach partners that are doing outreach. Contractors are doing their own outreach, and our home delivery partners are doing their own own outreach. Homeowners can take whichever option they choose. Um, so if they decide to go with the full service model, a delivery partner um, intakes the customer. They schedule an energy performance, energy, energy performance score, energy assessment. Um, the delivery partner provides energy consulting and walks the customer through upgrade options. And then a community PowerWorks certified delivery partner completes the home upgrade. Um, the home retrofit coordinator will be doing the third party post upgrade um, EPS audit and the quality assurance and quality control for all upgrades, um, being we need to have a third party check the work and not have folks check the work themselves. Um, for flexible service, Again, outreach brings homeowners into the program. But in this model, homeowners can have they have a variety of options for how they can, um, for the level of touch that they receive through our program. They can access it through the web and do the entire thing themselves, or they can work with energy experts to walk them through the process, much like the home delivery partner model. 
So a homeowner applies on the web and requests an energy performance score energy assessment. They select an upgrade contractor via our website. Um, our home retrofit coordinator provides energy consulting as needed, um, and then a community power work certified contractor completes the home upgrade. So the, the main reason for this model really stems from uh, conversations that we've been having with the city of Portland about their pilot program that they had um, that they had through the Energy Efficiency and Conservation Block Grant Formula Program. And as you can imagine, the full service model um, is very, very expensive. So what we wanted to do is test and see if we you know, could give people an option, I suppose, to opt out of that full service model, um, and if they are, if they do it themselves. Not only are we provi providing them with the level of service that they actually need, um, we're making sure that we have more money for more met retrofits and more energy savings. So next I'll be talking about innovative financing models. Um, so I'll be talking about three, um, the first being our residential loan product through Enterprise Cascadia for qualifying homeowners that is affordable, convenient, and equitable. I um, will also be talking about our carbon reduction incentive fund that pays homeowners, large commercial building owners, and hospitals for every ton of carbon reduced through an energy upgrade. I'll also be talking about third-party incentives to nonprofit organizations who recruit homeowners into the program that complete upgrades. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is our residential loan product through Enterprise Cascadia. Homeowners can finance 100% of home energy upgrades with no upfront costs. Um, the loans are affordable. They have low impact on the monthly family budget. They're convenient. Um, all loans will be repaid on Seattle City Light bills. And they're equitable. We have broad access to credit um, managed by our nonprofit lender, Enterprise Cascadia. Um, additionally, homeowners can apply easily through the Community PowerWorks website. So the loan terms, I'm sure you'll notice that they're um, quite non-traditional. Um, our rates are 5.99% or 3.99% depending on income. And when we say depending on income, lower income individuals will pay a lower percentage on their loan. Um, the amount of the loan, so it's a progressive loan product. Um, the amount of the loan can be up to $20,000. Um, the fee is a $400 one-time fee integrated into the monthly payments. 20-year terms. Again, the payment is on folks' Seattle City light bills. And then non-traditional underwriting. So what our, our Enterprise Cascadia is looking at and purely looking at is utility payment history and a FICO score greater than 590. So we're really trying to give um, broad access to homeowners with um, that may not have, say, the traditional um, credit history that folks need to get a loan. Um, they can still participate in our program. So some example calculations of our loan product. Um, I'm just going to run through these really quickly. Um, if, if homeowners get a loan of $4,000 um, and they're at 5.99% loan, they'd have $31.50 on their monthly um, utility bill. And if they had the lower interest rate loan product, it'd be 26.64. Um, the higher loan amount, so let's say they have a $10,000 loan, they're looking at $74.45 if they have the higher interest rate loan. 6297 on um, the 3.99% loan. So how does it work? Um, the first thing that folks do is the eligibility and application process. So uh, folks pre-qualify for a loan at the beginning of the application process. Um, Enterprise Cascadia does a utility payment history check and a credit check. 
Um, folks then receive, or homeowners then receive their energy performance score assessment or audit. Um, they complete their loan application um, when they get their contractor bid. So the bid is going to determine the loan amount. Um, they, you know, sign a service contract, loan underwriting agreement, um, Enterprise Cascadia loan docs, utility terms and conditions. Um, you know, there's a mandatory loan, 13 business day wait period. Um, they receive their home energy upgrade. Energy Enterprise Cascadia pays the contractors um, using loan funds and the carbon incentive payment. And then, of course, there's test out and approval, and Enterprise Cascadia sets up their utility repayment, and then homeowners repay the loan on their Seattle City Light Bill. So the Carbon Reduction Incentive Fund. Again, we feel that this is one of the most innovative pieces of our program. Um, for single-family homeowners, the Carbon Reduction Incentive Fund is a one-time payment for the carbon savings that will be realized over the lifetime of the energy efficiency measures installed in a home. Um, Community Power Works will purchase these carbon savings from homeowners at $10 a ton. Um, to determine the incentive amount, the contractor will input the energy assessment data, so from the energy performance score, into a program to model the energy savings and carbon savings of the planned upgrade package. Um, the contractor will then adjust their final estimate to reflect the carbon reduction achieved through the homeowner's upgrade package. So Enterprise Cascadia, as our funding manager, will pay the carbon reduction fund at the same time that they pay the loan to the home, to the contractor. So for single family homeowners, um, some example calculations of what a carbon reduction incentive fund, uh, a carbon reduction incentive could look like. Um, for duct sealing, uh, for se we're seeing a $250 rebate from Seattle City Light, but estimated carbon fund payment of $127. Um, ductless heat pump, we're looking at $1,200 from Seattle City Light, $474 from the carbon reduction fund. Floor insulation, we're looking at $0.50 cents a square foot from Seattle City Light, $0.28 cents a square foot for our carbon reduction fund. And the heat pump, and for a heat pump and water heater, we're looking at $250 from Seattle City Light and $159 from the estimated carbon fund. So with the carbon fund, um, I'm sure you guys can already imagine this, but these are examples. They're not specific savings. Um, energy performance scores will detail the savings models specific to homeowners' projects. Um, so for large commercial buildings, we also have a carbon reduction incentive fund. So again, the carbon reduction incentive fund is a one-time payment for the carbon savings that will be realized over seven years based on the estimated useful life of the project. Um, in this sector as well, Community Power Works will purchase these carbon savings from building owners at $10 per ton. Um, Projects must meet a 10 to 1 leveraging factor. That is, you know, carbon reduction incentive funds are not to exceed 10% of project costs. To determine the incentive amount, McDonald Miller Facility Solutions, um, Community Power Works large commercial retrofit partner, will model the energy savings and carbon savings of the planned upgrade package and submit to the city for approval. Um, the contractor will then adjust the final estimate to reflect the carbon reduction achieved through the building owner's upgrade package. So for hospitals, so again, as I mentioned, we have four hospitals in our target area, and four hospitals are participating in our program. Um, so the carbon reduction fund, again, it's a one-time payment for the carbon reduction savings, that, but this time that will be realized over 10 years based on the estimated useful life of the project. 
Community PowerWorks has allocated $2.4 million in carbon reduction incentives to hospitals, 300,000 of which are for the development of, the, of a strategic energy management plan. Um, a strategic energy management plan is basically an audit on steroids. Um, it's an actionable document that identifies the current energy baseline use at a facility, creates a goal for energy consumption reduction, and lays out a plan of how to achieve this reduction. So again, much like our commercial sector, projects must meet a 10 to 1 leveraging factor. Um, that is, carbon reduction incentive funds cannot exceed 10% of project costs. So we um, have gone through our strategic energy management plan process. All four hospitals submitted them to the city, and the city has awarded um, matching funds, so essentially up to $75,000 for each hospital. Um, so right now, uh, we've, we've divided the, the carbon reduction fund into two phases. Um, the first phase uses $1 million of the $2.1 million carbon reduction incentive funds to make up to $250,000 available to each of the geographic area hospitals to begin early implementation of energy efficiency projects identified during the strategic energy management plan development process. So successful projects will include a detailed description of the early implementation projects intended to be undertaken by the institution, making a compelling case for the projects identified, including specific activities in the timeline for funds expenditure, and a completed carbon reduction incentive application form, um, which details the, carbon um, the specific carbon reductions associated with the project. So the Carbon Reduction Incentive Fund Phase 2, um, this phase will award the remaining $1.1 million plus any unused Phase 1 funds to hospitals on a competitive basis. So third-party incentives. So um, we will be giving, uh, this is for nonprofit 501c3 organizations. Um, community PowerWorks will be, or nonprofit 501c3 organizations serving Seattle's central and southeast neighborhoods can earn funds by recruiting single-family residents to complete home energy upgrades as part of Community PowerWorks. So Community PowerWorks will pay $50 per household recruited, up to a maximum of 60 households, or $3,000 for each nonprofit. The organization will receive a payment once the homeowner has signed a contract or bid for an upgrade, so they must participate in the program. So Community PowerWorks will provide training, tools, and support for these nonprofits to get them involved in the program. Um, training for their members so they understand the program and are comfortable recruiting participants from among their friends, family, and neighbors. Um, this brief training can be scheduled as part of regular membership meeting, or um, members can be invited to a special Community PowerWorks volunteer training. Um, we're also giving nonprofits tools, including ideas, strategies, and materials to get the word out about our program. Um, Community PowerWorks can also provide presentation slides for meetings and events. Um, we've given them fundraising ideas, including hosting house parties, door-to-door -door canvassing, staffing events, and of course, linking to Community PowerWorks on their website or Facebook page. And then support. So much like uh, the home retrofit coordinator is giving support to homeowners who have questions um, about the program, and the city is giving support to um, contractors who are in the program or want to join the program, um, we will be giving support to 501c3s that want to participate in our program as well. 
So um, our partners, this is only a few of them, um, and they are multiplying. Um, but we, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, the, to the majority of them. So of course, we have Washington State University Energy Extension Program, Puget Sound Energy, Seattle City Light. Um, our three home delivery partners, Sustainable Works, Conservation Services Group, and Home Performance Washington. Um, McDonald Miller Facility Solutions, the National Development Council, Enterprise Cascadia, Earth Advantage, McKinstry, Green for All, Emerald City Seattle, Kickspark Creative, and Cascadia Consulting Group. And last but certainly not least, Clean Energy Works Oregon, who has been um, a great partner for us through you know, developing our program and the specifics of our program, and also working, we're working with them on um, the development of an IT platform to walk homeowners through the process. So that was a lot of information in a very short amount of time. So if you have any questions, I know we're going to have a question and answer period now, but you're welcome to contact me um, at adam.buick at seattle.gov or directly at 206-684-0208. questions from our audience. Um, the first one from Sebastian. Um, on one of your earlier slides, you showed um, the, the total number of buildings within each of the sectors, right. and then um, you had a, a target number. How did the, the city of Seattle identify which buildings you would be targeting? Is it kind of set, is that just a number of the total number of uh, buildings in that sector, or is it kind of identifying which buildings have the highest efficiency gains? So actually, the, the way that we targeted these buildings has to do with um, Oh, how can we? How can I explain this? With changing um, energy regulations within uh, the, I don't, I don't know if it's the state of Washington or the city of Seattle. So, any buildings that were built after 1981 are meeting stand, basically energy standards that we are um, comfortable with. So, what we wanted to do was target the buildings that were built earlier than when these energy standards were put into place. Great. Um, we have another question regarding um, the engagement with the nonprofits. Um, what, how, does, how, does, how do you guys reach out to the nonprofits to recruit them um, to help engage them in the program? And um, sort of like what, like what kind of nonprofits do you see engaging in a third-party recruitment um, for the homeowners? Right. So, you know, we're very, very early in our program, and in fact, this 501, this uh, incentive for nonprofits is uh, we just released a brochure probably uh, three days ago. Um, so it's very, very new. What we're, what we're planning on doing is we we ha um, have a table or staff tables at a variety of community events, and we'll be hosting community events on our own, and we will have um, volunteer sign-up sheets and information for nonprofits at those events. Um, we will also be contacting nonprofits. Um, to you know, engage them early on in the process. We imagine that I mean, really, this can be. We don't have a specific nonprofit or group of nonprofits that we're looking to single out. Really, just any community organization that has the status that is interested in this program and wants to help us achieve their goals can participate. Great. Um, we got a question from Chris and a couple other members. Um, when we, they're hoping you could clarify um, the utility loan repayment model that you guys have worked on okay. and kind of discuss exactly where the loan funding comes from and specifically how does it compare to the on-bill financing model that a lot of states are considering? So the on-bill financing model means the utility 
essentially owns the upgrade and it's being repaid or homeowners are repaying the utility for the upgrade that they do in their home. So this is a bit, bit different. This is purely a pass-through of funds through Seattle City Light Bill back to Enterprise Cascadia. So. Um, the utility is not putting any, I mean, of course, they're putting upfront capital into helping us develop a mechanism for moving these funds um, through their utility bill payment system to Enterprise Cascadia, but they're not funding the retrofits directly. Enterprise Cascadia, through their loan products, are funding the retrofits. Um, so again, just to clarify, this is um, a pass-through of dollars through Seattle City Light to Enterprise Cascadia to repay the loan. Um, where you know the on-bill financing that we're talking about is where the utility owns the upgrade and the homeowner is paying them back. Great. Um, we have another question. Um, if you could talk a little bit more about the the source of the funding um, for their carbon reduction incentive fund, and whether these payments um, are being funded by aggregated savings for the four capacity markets. Can you can you repeat the question? Uh, we were wondering if you could clarify a little bit more about um, the carbon reduction incentive fund, like where, where the funding is coming from, and also um, are these payments being funded by aggregating savings uh, for the forward capacity market? So I'm not sure how to answer the second piece of your question. Okay, Perhaps I'm fine. not understanding it. Um, but but the, the first question, the, phones, the funds for the carbon reduction incentive are all coming through um, all coming through Community Power Works and the Better Buildings program through the Department of Energy. And what was the, the leverage total would be private amount? capital. Oh, I'm sorry. What was, what was the total allocation amount for the the carbon reduction incentive fund? So it depends on the sector. Um, for our single family sector, it's 4.5 million. Um, large commercial, it's around 345,000. Um, and hospitals, it's 2.4 million dollars. Okay, um, great. Uh, next question um, regarding the loan repayment, the interest rate. How is um, how does Seattle kind of set the standards for which homeowners are eligible for the either the three point nine nine percent or the five point nine nine percent? Is it done on a sliding scale? It's not done on a sliding scale. Um, folks who, I mean, it, de it definitely takes into account um, the income of a homeowners and also the number of uh, the number of folks within a family, so household income and family members. So we look at you know the percentage of the federal poverty line. Um, but there is a clear um, there. It's there are only two loan products, one being three point nine nine percent and one being five point nine nine percent. Okay. Uh, great. We got a question from Ian. Um, so, how did the city of the Seattle, of the city of Seattle, decide um, how many building building sector buildings to focus on versus um, the residential sector? Yeah. So, um, we wanted to. We wanted. We didn't want to just focus on one sector. We wanted to achieve deep energy savings in many sectors. So, I suppose the reason for that is we. Um, to jumpstart the energy efficiency economy here in the Seattle and achieve the energy savings that we needed or that you know that the city has goals for, I suppose carbon reductions that the city has goals, goals for, we couldn't purely look at residential. Um, we needed to start looking at our existing large commercial building stock to achieve um, our energy reduction and carbon reduction goals. Great. Um, we had another question. Could you talk a little bit more about the EPS scoring? Is that a, a national program, and how did Seattle choose that particular sort of rating program? Um, yeah. So um, 
We chose them through a competitive RFP process um, with our energy efficiency and conservation um, block grant, the formula grant. So we've been working with Earth Advantage for, um, gosh, probably two years at this point. Um, so we chose them based on just their simplicity for auditors to use and also the package that homeowners get at the end. So not only do they see energy savings, they get a score. And we feel that the score um, is something, seeing a reduction in a score is something that um, can be very meaningful for homeowners. Great. Um, this come and up it is a, time. oh, I'm sorry, just to go sorry, back. Go and it, is a, it is a national program, um, and they're a great organization to work with. They're based out of Portland. So um, it's Earth Advantage Institute if anyone is looking to get a hold of them or get more information on their um, audit tool. Great. Um, we've got a couple of questions regarding uh, the measurement and verification. Um, so we're, if you could talk a little bit more about how the city is planning to do the measurement and verification, especially for its residential projects. And then also, at the very beginning of your talk, you mentioned that you're working with Washington State University to help analyze that data. And you mentioned that um, they were aggregating the data for all of the DOE Better Buildings program. So you, could you kind of talk about your process within your own program and if you know anything about how Washington State is doing that um, for the entire Better Buildings program? Yeah, so first to clarify, um, Washington State University is not aggregating data for the entire Better Buildings program. What I meant was that Washington State University is aggregating all of the data that we need to submit to the Department of Energy for the Better Buildings program for our specific program in Seattle. Um, that's not, they actually do have many other partners in the area. They're working with um, a variety of uh, folks who received, uh, oh, the, the, the state energy grants um, through um, the Department of Energy um, on measurement and verification as well. So we are able to achieve certain efficiencies with them doing work with other grantees, um, but they're definitely not handling it for the entire program. Um, as far as quality assurance, so we're sending um, an energy expert, which is our term for an auditor, um, back into the home to see that the measures that were supposed to be installed are installed in the home. Um, the other piece that we're doing is, you know, through that process, giving folks a new energy performance score so they can see the actual um, savings achieved through those measures. Um, we also have um, a survey that we'll be giving to homeowners to make sure that they're happy with the process and we can make continuous improvements, um, you know, based on their feedback. Um, as far as ongoing program evaluations from Washington State University, um, they, they, you know, will be collecting all of the data for the Department of Energy, but using that data, they're not just submitting it to the Department of Energy. Um, they'll be providing us with information on, say, the success of our flexible versus full service models, um, if we're, uh, you know, which demographics um, we, um, like demographics of homeowners participating in the program, um, and other, um, other key metrics that the city is interested in. Great. Just to follow up on that, um, did so did the city of Seattle reach out to Washington State University, um, or did they reach out to you guys? And can you kind of talk about um, what the city sees as, as the main benefits for working with the university on this sort of program? Because I think I don't think we've actually um, in a lot of the programs that we've featured, usually the measurement verification is done in house. So it's kind of an interesting model. Right. So I, I'm not quite sure that actually when our partnership began um, with Washington State University, that was before I began here at the city. Um, 
that being said, they were a strategic partner from the very beginning of writing the grant. They were actually written into our grant as our measurement and verification partner. Um, what they're offering that um, other cities, or from my understanding, other cities don't have, um, is the ability and the knowledge and the research expertise to take the data that we're getting from the Department of Energy and make continuous improvements to our program. Um, one thing that they also have just as a research research institution are, um, I suppose I already said this, but you know, researchers whose job is to um, you know, ensure that the data and the analyses are um, reputable. Great. Um, we got another question um, from Charles, wondering, is Seattle City Light um, a municipally owned utility or is it privately held? And also following on to that, um, how did Seattle, how did the city of Seattle successfully engage with them and kind of get them to agree um, to the program where the residents are paying back the loan through the utility bill? Right. So C Seattle City Light is municipally owned, um, so that definitely um, makes conversations much easier um, with developing programs such as, the, such as these. Um, Seattle City Light has over 20 years of history in energy conservation um, and, you know, engaging homeowners in, um, in energy conservation activities. So this was really a natural extension of the activities that they already do um, within their organization. Great. Um, we have another question. You mentioned that you use a program to model energy savings and carbon savings. Um, the, they're wondering what program do you use, and could you kind of describe it a little more? Yeah, so that program is actually, um, it's, we're, we're still developing it, um, but the, the main piece is it's from our energy performance score. So when folks receive an energy performance score, they um, receive information about um, the, carbon, the carbon savings and the energy savings associated with their retrofit. So this is purely just adopting that methodology um, to determine, you know, when homeowners adopt specific measures, um, what those actual energy savings and carbon savings are. Um, as far as I know, it's a spreadsheet right now. Great. Um, we have another question that's come up a couple times. Can you talk a little bit more about how you recruited um, the, all the different audit providing companies and the contractors? Um, like, how many are there? Have you kind of identified an ideal number? And how did how you went about certifying them, and whether or not there are any significant sort of procurement hurdles um, in identifying them and kind of having a set number of contractors on board that are available um, for participants? Right. So um, I'll start with auditors. That's that's a, the easiest question. Um, Seattle City Light quali um, has a qualified auditor pool. Um, for residential energy audits, so we're just using their existing pool. Um, if folks want to join the program and contact us, we direct them to Seattle City Light to join the pool. Um, with contractors, we, so I'm going to have to step back and give a bit of history here. So last um, winter and spring, we developed um, a community high road agreement, um, which brought together labor partners, community, um, community organizations, um, contractors and training providers together at a table to develop what they wanted um, the program to look like as far as standards for contractors and um, the workforce that was going to be employed through our program. So they developed a variety of quality assurance standards, um, wage, I'm, I'm sorry, quality assurance standards, wage standards, um, and what, what we're calling equity standards or what you would call like, you know, family um, 
you know, giving family supporting wages, um, giving benefits to employees, um, hiring folks from training programs, so making sure that we're encouraging pathways through workforce, et cetera, um, or pathways, uh, career pathways for the workforce. So with that agreement, the mayor formed the um, his Stakeholder Evaluation Implementation Committee that took those standards and turned them into contractor applications. So the contractor application, we had certain minimum qualifications, um, but then we had um, a variety of folks needed to get to a certain number of points to join our contractor pool. And those points could be gained with, you know, a history of quality service in the area. So, you know, like 10 independent third-party audits, for example, um, or 50 jobs with Puget Sound Energy, um, which are verified um, uh, through their process, um, or paying folks supporting or paying benefits um, to their employees, um, hiring folks from training providers, hiring state apprentices. So really meeting all of those goals that we had set forth in the Community High Road Agreement, those are the contractors that join the pool. So. Um, 21 applied. We have 13 in the pool right now. Um, we don't know if it's too many or too little. Um, it's just where we're at right now, and we'll be we'll be able to see, or we'll be tracking over the coming months. Um, we'll be we'll be tracking them over the coming months and seeing um, how they're performing. Great. And to, to sort of follow up on that, we got a question from Lily. Um, early on, you mentioned that one of the goals of the program is to create 2,000 living wage green jobs. Mm -hmm. And you, you just briefly mentioned it in answer to the last question about sort of the workforce training um, and the career paths. Could you kind of talk about what specifically um, Community Power Works is doing um, to sort of you know recruit and train um, the, these qualified employees? Yeah, so we're not we're not recruiting and training them explicitly. Um, what we are doing is entering into an MOU with who we're calling um, so memorandum of understanding with um, qualified training providers um, who meet certain criteria that we're looking for. So an example would be um, South Seattle Community College um, is participating. Layuna has a has a program. Um, Got Green has a weatherization training program as well. And then what we're doing is um, we're requiring contractors to hire from not all of their workers, but have a certain percentage of their workforce on this that are working on community power works jobs um, to be from these training providers. So that's essentially how we're ensuring the career pathway. So although we're not paying for training directly, um, we have certified training providers as meeting certain criteria that um, the city values. And then we are um, essentially ensuring pathways from those training providers into the jobs that the city is creating through community power works. Great. Um, so we have another question kind of about um, sort of the background on Community Power Works. Could you sort of talk about what portions um, of the program were already in existence in Seattle? Um, or was it, is it, was it, or is it completely new? Um, was it launched just for the Better Buildings program? Um, it's pretty new as far as the city is concerned. Um, we do have a low-income weatherization program, HomeWise, that we're partnering with. So. Um, you know, they have a model, of course, for weatherizing um, homes free of charge to um, homeowners who are income qualifying. Um, but as far as, you know, having a weatherization program for, you know, large commercial, small commercial, single family homeowners, that's, that's not something that the city has beyond the low income weatherization program has managed. Um, 
that being said, there are, of course, weatherization contractors um, and energy efficiency contractors here in the Seattle area. Um, also, Sustainable Works, who is one of our home delivery partners, has, um, you know, they've had their, we've largely modeled our full service model after their model, um, but they've been working in the city um, for a couple years, or a few years now. I'm not sure how long, um, but they definitely have had a program here. Great. Um, a couple more questions uh, for folks still in the audience. Um, we're, it looks like we're getting through most of them. If you have any more questions, please send them our way now. Um, another question is for you, Adam, is now that, um, wh where do you see um, the program going once the better building funding is spent? As in, like what main components of the program will, will stay self-sustainable after uh, the stimulus money has um, sort of been all, all, all accounted for? Yeah. Um so our goal is all. <laughs> um, what what we're really hoping, and so the the, the loan funds that we're providing for um, for single family residential sector um, specifically is a revolving loan fund, um, and I'm sure most folks on the phone call are familiar with that. But what happens is, is as funds are paid back to the loan provider, they can be or they are lent out for additional energy efficiency. Um, retrofits, so maintaining, I suppose, the integrity of those dollars into perpetuity. The other piece is Better Buildings and the City of Seattle. We're really trying to prove to the secondary lending market that um, retrofits are that they work, um, that they're profitable, and that they're worthwhile for um, lenders to get involved with. So as we prove this model, we really hope to um, you know, bring more capital into the market and really jumpstart the energy efficiency economy, not only in Seattle, um, but with the Better Buildings pro program more broadly in the United States. Great. So I'm just curious, how many, how many staff does, uh, are working specifically on community power works? And what, what are the sort of the plans for um, expanding the, the reach of the program outside of that, that main district that you, that you pointed out at the very beginning of the presentation? Yeah, so um, as far as staff, we're quite lean, at least at the city. Um, we have four staff members here coordinating the effort. Um, we have myself, who's um, working with Department of Energy and working on the program evaluations, data collection, um, Etc. Um, we have manager of community power works who's also implementing um, work in the large commercial sector. Um, we have a home and business coordinator who is really leading the way in the residential and small commercial sectors. And then we have the newest addition to our team, um, a contractor and workforce liaison to provide um, business support services to contractors. As far as other folks, you know, I don't have a, a hard number of folks participating in the program. We obviously have many partners, um, but as far as, you know, the very I suppose, like top management of the program, it's it's lean. Um, as far as where we see this program going, um, I mean, it's difficult to say. We we will definitely be in the service territory or in this uh, in this neighborhood for the next two years. But we're really again hoping to prove a model, and by doing so, be able to expand to um, expand to the city limits and beyond. Who knows? Great. Um, are there any particular characteristics about Seattle that sort of make the running the program easier or more difficult? And sort of based on that, do you see this particular program um, as something that can be easily uh, replicable in other cities? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely um, 
it's definitely something that can be um, that can, a model that can be used by other cities. I I think that the main the main thing that we've done here at the city is really worked very closely with um, our authorizing environment. Um, so the mayor's office and city council um, to make sure that you know they are a part of the program. They're part of the decision making process, and they're really um, vested and involved in the program from its very beginning. Um, by you know encouraging or by you know engaging our authorizing environment, it's made it much easier for us to move forward very rapidly um, with an innovative program such as Community Power Works. Um, as far as, you know, I suppose that the one piece that might be a little more difficult to um, do in other cities would be the on-bill repayment. We do have the benefit of Seattle City Light being um, part of the city of Seattle, um, so it's much. It, it, it's very easy to work with them, and they're right next door. Um, so you know that's something that may be a little bit more difficult to do in other cities. At the same time, I'm hopeful that you know by doing this in the city of Seattle with Seattle City Light, um, we're proving a model um, and we're showing that it can work and that it's something that homeowners are interested in and really can drive demand for um, home energy retrofits. Great. Um, we got a, a clarifying question from Chris um, regarding the measurement verification. Um, and he was specifically asking, is the city reporting deemed savings to the Department of Energy based um, on their energy model, or are you guys taking a sample of participants and tracking over time their actual savings? And then is, is the uh, utility itself, Seattle City Light, involved in reporting um, sort of the energy savings um, from the audits and the retrofit? Um, so we're doing both. Um, so as part of the Better Buildings program, we do have to have access to folks' um, utility um, history um, a year a year before and a year after. So Washington State University will be tracking on an individual level um, the true energy savings of these retrofits. That being said, what's reported to the Department of Energy um, is you know the measures that are installed and the deemed energy savings. Um, we report when a retrofit is completed. Um, but again, one thing that we are tracking here at the city is you know if those energy savings. Um, if those energy savings really um, translate to um, lower energy use on bills. Um, it's a bit difficult to measure in that way. Um, there's, of course, and again, who knows, but there is a perverse incentive with energy efficiency measures that if folks feel that their, you know, our, their appliances or their homes are more efficient, they perhaps could increase their energy use and their behavior um, their, and their consumption behavior. So it's a little bit difficult to, you know, extrapolate the difference between, um, to, to extrapolate the true energy savings from the specific measures installed, but it is something we'll be looking at. Great. Um, that looks like we've covered all the questions from the audience. So this concludes our talk by Adam Buick on Seattle's Community PowerWorks program. Uh, we'd like to thank Adam again for joining us this afternoon. This talk will be made available through Yale iTunes University. If you would like a copy of the presentation, please visit the website for the Center for Business and the Environment at Yale. Uh, the presentation will be under the Carbon Finance Speaker Series for this particular talk. Uh, we will continue to delve into new technology, business models, and finance and policy options as weeks progress. We look forward to your continued participation. We thank you all for joining us for Blueprint for Efficiency, part of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series at Yale. This is Joseph Tang from the Center for Business and the Environment at Yale saying so long from New Haven, Connecticut.